Abram is called to leave everything he knows and go into a walk into a place where there's unknown. How many of you feel like you could be in trouble? I did. But God's called you and God's leading you in a place that there's it's not familiar, it's uncertain, it's unknown. But but I, I want to just stay with you because I want to show you this. And so God says in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, he tells him, he says, He's just told him, I want you to go. I want you to leave what you know, and I want you to go, and, and I'm going to show you something. He says, I'm going to make you of a great nation. So there's a promise there. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to make you uh, a great nation. He says, I'll bless you, and I'll make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. Verse 3, he says, I'll, I will bless those who bless you. One who dishonors you, um, I'm going to take care of them too. And, and in you, all the families on the earth shall be blessed. Conversing with Abram, tells him to leave the familiar and walk into the We find then that Abram actually does it. He actually does it. And so this is why Abram went through with what God with what God told him to do. This is why Abram did it. Because even though he was he, he was going into something uncertain. Even though Abram was stepping into something unfamiliar and unknown. What Abram did know about God was more powerful than the fear of the unknown. What he did know about God was more powerful than the fear of the unknown. And so what you have to do is say, okay, yeah, 2020, there's some uncertainty, there's some unknowns, there's some there's, there's going to be things where God leads me into things that are unfamiliar, but what I know about God is greater than what I don't know about my future. And so I'm going to choose to trust what I know about God because I know God holds my future. Jeremiah 29, 11. He said, I have a hope and a future and a plan for your life. So if God, if I truly believe that, then I, I choose like Abram did. I choose, you know what? I'm going to trust in what I know. Despite the unknown, I'm going to trust what I know. Amen? And so Abram knew God had given him a promise in Genesis 2. How many of you, if God has ever, through preaching, through praying, through somebody, somewhere, or even in prayer uh, or worship, God has spoken a promise and made it into reality? Now, let me say this. I can put your hand up if He's given you a promise. If that promise hasn't come to pass, it's still as strong and real today as it was the day He gave it to you. Okay? Because God, his arm, the Bible tells me that his arm is not short concerning his promises. You know what that means? He doesn't give you something and then take it away. When he gives you something, it's yours. You will possess it. In, in Genesis 12, he says, I'm going to make you a nation. It just happens from fear. But you know what? Abram trusted. I know God is faithful. And though I don't see it in a week and I don't see it in a month, what I know is greater than what I don't know. What I know of God is greater than what the uncertainty of an uncertain future. And so I'm going to trust in what I know about God. So if you receive a promise from God, stand on that promise.
because it will come to pass. I promise you. I guarantee you. Amen? Amen. And that's not a, that's not a weatherman promise that we're going to get six inches of snow. That's the word of God promise that it will come to pass. Because he doesn't give something and take it away. Once he gives it, he gives it. Amen? And, and so Abram knew God had given him. What, what I find interesting, go back to uh, uh, Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. In these two verses, in some form or type of the word bless is used by God. Let's tell you, he said, I will bless you, that's one. And then he says, so that you will be a blessing, that's two. Verse 3, he says, I will bless, that's three. Bless, he blesses you, that's four. And then he says, the earth shall be blessed, that's five. In two verses, he talks about blessing and he mentions that word six times. That must have been important to Abram to understand. If you'll do this, I will bless you. Now, I'm going to stop right here for a minute. Whatever you feel God leading you to do, just go for it. Go ahead and do it. Because if it truly came from God, He's going to be there. If it truly came from God, you're not going to walk alone. Just like we say, before us, behind us, beside us, and even greater than that, in us. Amen. He orders our steps. He guides us. Amen. So there's no place I can go in my life if I'm following Him. There's no place that my feet will step that He hasn't gone before me. If God speaks in your life and He urges you to do something and you're like, don't know, is this going to work out? Just do it. Just go and watch how God, just okay, uh, an example, Peter. How many of you, being honest, would have stepped out of line? Even seeing Peter walking on the water, how many of you would have stepped out of line? I don't know. I don't know if I would. I want to think I would. I do. I do. Look at that. desire to get to him more than what I fear is going on. And so Peter said, step out of line. And so we read throughout the Bible over and over and over again where the Lord created an opportunity for his people to step into waters and into areas of uncertainty and unfamiliarity and unknown. And he, he made that open door and he invited them and some of them did and some of them didn't. The children of Israel could have spent 40 years more in the promised land, but 10 spies were like, nope. God opened the door and said, okay, go over. And, and they feared the giants of the land. They were in the wilderness and then the 12 spies went over. 10 of them came back and said, we're grasshoppers in the sight of those giants. Joshua and Caleb said, we can do this. He's already given it to us. We can do this. The unknown didn't scare them. Why? Because of what they knew about God. See, that's the thing. 
when we start thinking about God in low levels, then we'll start fearing the unknown and we'll start fearing what we see. But when we realize and we expand God in our own mind and know that God is faithful and God is mighty and God is great and He is able to do exceeding abundantly above what I ask or think, if we truly know that, then what I know is greater than what I see. Amen? Amen. And that, that gives you the power and the ability to walk into a world, to walk, climb up a mountain, walk through a valley, whatever it takes, because you know God is with you. Even though it's a little uncertain and things are troubling, I know that God is faithful. Abram knew that God was faithful, so he chose to let what he knew about God conquer what he didn't know about God. Because the unknown of tomorrow creates hope, right? The unknown of this year will evoke emotions of excitement, but also fear. The, the uncertainty of what lies before us will give us anticipation and expectation, but it will also give us fear and worry about the future. So, what happens is, when that fear and that worry and that doubt comes in, we respond to God like what Elsa said. I don't need something new. I'm afraid of what I won't be faced with. Attempting to climb this sheer face granite rock uh, to be the first human to climb it without rope or climbing ropes. You may have heard the movie Free Solo. That's what it was about. First human ever to climb, and there were portions of it that were even uh, of what they call negative, where it would it would actually get out over the open space. And they asked him, they were interviewing him, he was going through his training and, and all of this stuff, and, and they asked him, they said, they said, how do you overcome this thing? And he made a statement that says, says volumes. He said, my preparation defeats My preparation defeats fear. And I thought, you know what? He truly said that. I need to say with just the way that he said it. Because from the start, I, I don't know, I don't think he needed it to be accepted. And, and the thing is, I think of Moses. Moses had a conversation with God in front of him. And he, and Moses told God, God, if you don't go before us, he's talking about into Canaan, into the promised land, if you don't go before us, I don't want to go. What was Moses saying? I don't want to go anywhere that God isn't first. If 
thing is, God will not send you and call you to a place or into a situation that He hasn't already prepared you for. Amen? Whatever, and I'll just put this in, whatever you face in 2020, hindsight being, hindsight being 2020, whatever you face in 2020, God has prepared you for. I know, you know why I know that? Because everything you face in 2019, God is going to use to prepare you for 2020. And so, what God has prepared you for shouldn't be fearful because He has not given us the spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind, right? But He's preparing. So, the preparation that God has given us is keeping the fear of the unknown. Amen? So, what we know is what we're going to know. I believe that God has given this call for this church, for us that are here, in every region. And this, that call has been followed up by a promise of His unfolding love. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21, it says, No unbelief, talking about, this is Paul talking about Abraham, no unbelief as if trust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Verse 21, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That's the thing. Are we fully convinced that God is able to do what he's promised? Are you a, are you fully convinced? Not partially, well, maybe he'll do it. No, no, no. I know God is able. That's what we have to get in our spirit. I know God is able to do what He has promised, or He wouldn't have said it. Amen. Amen. But the problem is we walk by sight so much that we start to fear what we see. But the truth is, the reality is, what we don't see is greater than what we can see. Because the Bible tells me, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Amen. Do we believe that? And so what we know about God, we must be fully convinced. And that's my question to you this morning. Are you fully convinced of what you know about God? Because I know this, that though my way be unknown, Psalm, 20, Psalm 37, 23 tells me the steps of a man are established by the Lord. Though my way is unknown, He's ordered my steps. If I falter and fail, 1 John 1 and 9 tells me that He is faithful and just to forgive me. So if I mess up, I know that He's faithful. And I know that He's a forgiving God. And I know that He will cleanse me and wash me and purge me. I know that He has power over sin. I know that His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I know He'll never forsake me. I know His Word is everlasting. These are things that we should know about God. Amen? We know these things. I'm not giving this year the theme of into the unknown. But this year, if we'll remain faithful with what we know, we can expect blessings and promises to fulfill. Because I believe God wants to release some things in your life personally. 
That is what I know. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. That's what I know. He strengthens and he sustains. That's what I know. He guards and he guides. I know that he heals the sick. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. That's what I know about my God. I wonder, do you know that about him? Do you know what he's capable of in your life? Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said that I may know in the power of his resurrection. We're going to receive communion this morning. And all of the things that I've just listed are why he's worthy to be worshipped. Amen? But let me give you one more thing that he's worthy of. Because he's our Savior. Amen? He's our Savior. On that cross that he hung, nails in his hands, crown of thorns on his head, he thought of you. He thought of you. And from the very first miracle, to the last breath that he breathed on this earth, he was committed and he was consecrated for your salvation. That's what he was. So today, we're going to commit something. At the very beginning, first service of this year, we're going to make a commitment. We're going to consecrate ourselves. I want our men to Everyone that wants to partake, you don't have to partake. If you don't want to, if you want to, feel free to do that. I just know that he was interested. If you really think in your mind, in the past year, two years, three years, ten years, whatever it may be, we think back, we'll realize that I know something about him. I know he's faithful. I know he's just. I know he's good. And we know he's a good God. Let me tell you, the fact that this dude right here is standing up here today <laughs> tells you all you need to know about his goodness. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I want to But he's gracious, gracious, and he's merciful. He's long suffering. I'm glad he's long suffering because if he had a short fuse, I would have been gone a long time ago. Tested my parents' long suffering and God's long suffering. But I know He's long suffering. So even if 2020 keeps you 
wake up, mess up, falter, fail, trip, spiritually. That's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the line for you. Because He's merciful. And He's just.
Amen. Do you believe it? What he has spoken is going to come to pass. You know, look at somebody and tell them, I'm committed to following him. Wherever that may lead, I'm committed to following him. Amen. 2020 is going to be a great year.